Blog Talk Radio. We just had an extended version of the music tonight just to let y'all know we are back once again. Welcome to the weekly edition of Ask Dr. Ava. Yes, you're back live. We're here, and we can't wait to have this show tonight. Our wonderful uh, Dr. Ava is in Milwaukee making sure we keep pushing the separation tour. But Dr. Ava didn't leave you or me alone, so I am her co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad, but we got a guest co-host tonight. You know him. You've heard him before. He's no stranger, just one of the family, going to be co-hosting with me tonight. Our good brother, Brother Jamil Muhammad. Welcome to the show, Brother Jamil. Well, well, wow. <clears throat> Great opportunity to be here, Brother Terrence. Glad to be back home. And on the elevated places with you and all of our team. So let's get right to it, brother. What do you have for us this evening? Man, we got a lot, but we want to say Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. Ramadan Mubarak. And usually, brother. Yes, sir. And usually, brother, uh, Jamal, I usually say continue to follow the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on social media. But right now, we just have Twitter. But we are Farrakhan. And so you can follow him at. Louis Farrakhan, and for those that are on Facebook and Instagram, make sure that you are still pushing all of that content that you have of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, whether it be sands, whether it be videos, whether it be pictures, whatever you have of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, they may have thought they banned him, but he is in the people, so we want to make sure that you continue to spread the message 
of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on social media. And as I said, Dr. Ava is in Milwaukee doing a separation town hall right now. So they're getting it in. And you know what? She's not stopping. She is not stopping. So as I said, if you're in Milwaukee, it started at 7 p.m. at the Wisconsin African American Women's Center. That's 3020 West Village Street in Milwaukee. So you can go to that town hall right now. Should blacks consider separation? But she doesn't stop there. Brother Jamil, she's going to do another Should Blacks Consider Separation Town Hall mm-hmm. on June 1st in my state. She's going to be meeting at 1214. That's right. Uh, she's going to be meeting um, sponsored by the Muhammad Study Group of Raleigh, and she'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina, next Saturday at 3 p.m. So this tour is moving. It is moving. It's moving. And then we want to give a shout-out to Brother Ben, who was with us at Winston-Salem Study Group this past Sunday, gave a great and excellent lecture. Uh, he was brought in by another group that Saturday, but he spoke on Sunday. And we're going to welcome again our sister, Sister Kenya, back to North Carolina. She's been to Charlotte, North Carolina, but this Saturday and Sunday, she will be in Durham, I mean, uh, yeah, in Durham, North Carolina, and she's going to be talking about We Are Farrakhan. That's at yes, mosque number 36, uh, not 36, but she'll be at the mosque here in Durham, North Carolina. And also tomorrow oh, on Saturday, um, they're going to be doing a Young, Gifted, and Black Youth Town Hall Sunday from 1.30 to 3.00. And as well, there's a whole thing for the Sisters um, Network. Um, They're having an event as well on this Saturday in Durham, North Carolina. So there's a lot to see, and there's a lot going on. So we want to make sure that everybody knows uh, about these upcoming events across our nation. And tonight we will be having a special guest because we're in the season of Ramadan, so we will have the Nation of Islam Imam, Imam Sultan Rahman, will be coming on the show later. But before we have him come on the show, we definitely want to go to the land down under and get our international representative and contributor to let us know. What's going on throughout the world? He brings us so much good information, not only on the planet, what's going on in the universe. He brings the information that you got to. He'll give you the sources, but it's not the stuff that you hear every day. You only get this good stuff on Dr. Ava's at Dr. Ava. So, Brother Ruben, come on. Give us what you got for tonight. Well, assalamu alaikum, family. How are you all doing today? Well, alaikum Great. And, and uh, Ramadan Mubarak to all of the believers, uh, wherever they may be, here in the land Ramadan down under. It is, it, yes, sir. It is 10 o'clock in the morning, about 7 past 10 on Friday. So Juma Mubarak for uh, all of us who are already into Friday. Uh, now, I'm going to move quickly because I want to hear from our powerful uh, guests today and all the callers who participate as well. Uh, but very quickly, uh, the weather, uh, just as we are seeing, the weather is... Uh, just incredible. The, the changes that are happening, and just like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to us, uh, watch the weather. Uh, here in Down Under, 
Uh, we're having rain. We're having all unusual activity. They cannot make this out. And if you go online, because we don't have time to go to all the different continents, you'll see what's going on in the uh, European region. You, you can see what's going on in uh, the Isles of the Pacific and in some of the uh, Asian countries as well. This weird weather and uh, very unusual going on. So today, it's actually raining here in Down Under. Yesterday was a beautiful sunny day, but uh, all of a sudden, we have rain, and it's cloudy and um, uh, very strange but uh, and very cold as well. So you've got to have your heater on all day, all night as well. Uh, but something very interesting happened here uh, just uh, a day or so yesterday, uh, just a day before yesterday. Uh, one of the biggest events we've ever seen, uh, middle of the night, the whole night sky just lit up. And uh, you've got to go on Google to see the pictures for yourself. We had a meteorite that uh, entered the atmosphere at almost uh, 30,000 miles an hour and burnt up and blew up over the sea, and it was like daylight. Uh, uh, they say it was, uh, the energy released was like a small nuclear weapon. So the scientists from NASA have captured uh, uh, the images and all the data and everything else. So go online and see the pictures and read the story for yourself because this was one day you know was coming in and all of a sudden just popped up right here in Australia in the middle of the night. If we move quickly to the Middle East, we are in the month of Ramadan. But something interesting is happening in the uh, kingdom of Saudi Arabia because just yesterday they made a major announcement and they said that they vow to kill a moderate author and TV presenter. He's also a Muslim cleric. They're going to have a triple execution after Ramadan of uh, a few different people, Awad al-Khani, Ali al-Omari, and Sheikh Salman al-Oda. Now, why this is important is because this is in the heels of the murder plot and uh, the assassination that they committed, the Saudi government committed uh, on uh, the journalist, uh, uh, Mr. Khashoggi. Uh, at, uh, in, in the uh, Saudi embassy in Turkey. And all that has happened since then, we can go back and read that history. But we can see that any voice that is, they consider this man to be moderate, he's not some kind of radical or anything like that, but anyone who is saying anything to do with peace, because these particular uh, clerics were talking about Saudi Arabia having peace with, uh, you know, the rest of the Middle East countries, and all of a sudden they're in trouble, and now they're going to get executed uh, right at the end of Ramadan. So let's keep an eye on that news and uh, understand the time, what's going on, the events in the Middle East, because they're right in line with what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us we would see at this time. I want to come back quickly to the United States and something that we'll have uh, two events, actually, that are happening there that are going to have some repercussions, and uh, you know, there'll be some great impact throughout the whole world. Uh, we have now seen, and if you have not heard, go online and read the whole article for yourself. We are now seeing that the Kennedy family, Dr. King's family, and the Malcolm families have gone to Congress to open up the files. They, they, they're, gonna, they're calling for what they call uh, a Truth and Reconciliation Committee similar to what they did in South Africa at the end of apartheid to get to the bottom of these murders. Because we know that uh, JFK was murdered in the 60s, uh, Robert Kennedy, uh, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X. The families want to know what happened, 
because the government has the files. They've been hidden for over 50 years, and they are pushing very hard. So go online, see the efforts they're doing. And it's not just the families. There are many prominent lawyers and politicians behind this push as well. I want to say one more thing before I get off. Uh, the trade war, please follow that because it's not over, and there is a serious war going on economically around the world. So even if we're not paying attention, it will come to affect all of us and has already started to affect all of us. But I want to bring attention to something coming out of the U.K., there is something that I'm sure if we're following on social media, we've started to see since May 19th. May 19th, just the, just, uh, the other day, was the birth anniversary of uh, Malcolm X. And every year on May 19th, something goes on around the world honoring uh, his legacy, etc. But uh, something very interesting, and our brother, Dr. Wesley, I'm glad I saw he covered a, uh, it on uh, YouTube. He did a few uh, episodes on it already. Queering Malcolm X Project. That's what they're calling it. And what is happening is uh, these white uh, foundations, uh, they're supposed to be charities coming out of the UK, are now trying to conscript, bring Malcolm X and his legacy into the whole gay agenda. This is nothing new. We saw this first in 1991 before they released the uh, movie Malcolm X. And, um, you know, we know what happened, the minister has explained to us why they did what they did and raised Malcolm up from the dead. Now that they have seen their moves were ineffective, they're trying to bring him into the gay agenda. Uh, and this is very important worldwide because coming out of the United States, uh, for those of us who live outside the United States, the four most important Muslims, most prominent and well-known Muslims around the world, first is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Then we have the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if uh, we don't understand his impact to the world, go and look at the World Friendship Tour. They're on YouTube for free. You can go to the Final Call store and pick some up uh, or, or buy them online. The third uh, most important, well-known and recognized Muslim is Muhammad Ali. And fourth is our brother Malcolm X. So uh, all of us, whether we're in Africa, in Asia, in, in Europe, we know Malcolm. We know what he did, and if we didn't know, the movie brought him back to life for us. But now what they've done, and go and read how they're trying to drag him into being some kind of a queer gay man and how they're pulling him into their agenda. So um, I'm going to leave you now because I want to hear from everyone else, but let us continue to follow very carefully the instructions the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and defend him wherever we are in front of all of our people in the world. May Allah bless you, family. I'll be on the phone for any questions. I'm going to stay for the whole show, and may Allah continue to bless you. I love you, family. As-salamu alaykum. Love you too, black man, always dropping yeah. good messages. And just as you said, continue to follow the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I did say Twitter, and at 811... Four minutes ago, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan tweeted out, Most of us do not realize the favor of Allah is the thing that we should be seeking. And that's why the fast of Ramadan is so absolutely necessary, because it gives us the requ uh, requisite discipline that allows us to guard against evil. Man, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. 
So, you know, Brother Jamil, right before we get ready to get into this tonight, I just I know you got some stuff that's going on across the nation, but I just wanted to drop off a couple of things that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was on social media they talk, they showed this man in his own yard picking up trash and where he lives, and the police harassed him for his ID. Was about to arrest him, about to you know take him down, but he was working in front of his house, but he refused to just stop doing what he was doing and. But it was just it's a tragedy that now you got police just walking up to people where they live on suspicion, walking while black, being outside while black. I'm like, this is just getting ridiculous, or it's been ridiculous. Then they got yeah. another situation in Sacramento where they arrested a twelve year old. A twelve year old. And because whatever they say he may have been doing, they put a plastic bag over his head. A plastic bag over his head. He's already in handcuffs. Already in handcuffs. And he's 12 years old. And then in another area, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, there was a police officer choking this young lady. And we talked about it before, just choking this young lady. But some of the young people started to rile up and started to beat on the cop. But, you know, they had to push them by to have reinforcements. But at least this is one of the videos that I get to see where nobody just sitting back videotaping everything. There ain't nobody showing nobody jumping on the police and trying to help save their people. But there's so much going on, and I hope people realize that we're still in this fight. And shout out to my peeps, Sabrina Fulton, who is running for office in Dave County, down in Miami. So she's running. Yep, Dave County Commission. So she's running for office. So that's so much going on, but I'm going to turn it over to you and let you um, give some information, some things that may be going on across the country as you travel all over. What you got to say, Brother Jamil? Well, Brother, first, I'm really, really grateful. My life um, has been... um, in service to our people and a witness of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and blessed to serve as his student minister and to move on his behalf and at his pleasure and by his direction, I have, like you just said, learned a lot and been a lot of places. But as you just spoke, brother, it reminded me of something in context as the minister talked about his own unemployment. I'm going to make this relate. But he talked about how he didn't just stand around and watch the police abuse a black woman. Many of you are familiar with his account, but as a young man in his early 20s, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was working while soldiering in the mosque as the captain of the FOI. He worked in an auto parts store there in Boston. And he saw outside the window of the store the Boston police roughing up a young sister beating her and about to take her into custody. And the minister instinctively and based on his nature as a black man came out from the place of employment. He was the only one there that day. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have to beat on her like that. If she's wrong, you can arrest her, but you have no right to harm her, to bring any kind of physical hurt to this woman. If she's wrong, arrest her. But do not abuse her, and I'll make sure you don't abuse my sister anymore. They looked at him like he was crazy. And then he said, I'll tell you what, I'll do you one better. When they put her in the police car, he walked 
to the precinct to make sure that they didn't get her there at the police precinct and abuse her behind closed doors. Because, you know, sometimes that's what they do. Come on. Minister Farrakhan is an example for us. And I'm so grateful that Dr. Ava and the staff and the team have given me an opportunity to visit with you once more because there's so many things that we can bear witness to. You wonder what's going on around the country? Man, let me tell you some news. I know I'm going to flash back, and Brother Ruben, if you, if you want to uh, chime in on this, you can. But the terrible, tragic, wicked, demonic mosque shooting in New Zealand, in Christchurch, New Zealand, a few weeks ago, when they brought in the uh, alleged gunman into the courtroom to be arraigned on those charges, he was brought in in handcuffs and in jail clothing. But as he entered the room and the cameras began to snap and roll, taking him, taking his photograph as he walked into the place, you may notice that he held his hand in a certain gesture that looks almost like what you would gesture to say, okay. It's a gesture where you put the forefinger and the thumb, the tips of those two together, and the other three fingers are extended vertically from that. And you hold that up to show people that you are aligned with the worldwide movement of haters and repressors and racists and white supremacists, murderers and terrorists. He did that. But I want you to know that that's a common gesture by other people in public life right here in the United States. Most notably... The current occupant of the Oval Office If you look at him And I have him on my Facebook page today You can go visit me It's Jamil Muhammad <clears throat> But I have him on my Facebook page Holding up that gesture That he often does In a very public and prominent way Why do I say that? Because just this week Two high schools River Forest and Oak Park High Schools In Illinois Outside Chicago In the suburbs Had to reprint their yearbooks As great students at the high school level, or flashing this sign in the yearbook photographs to indicate their growing unity as white supremacists, as haters, as racists, as young murderers and terrorists in training, the little junior devils of the grade. So I'm asking you right now, brothers and sisters, to be mindful of where you are, be mindful that we must hasten to the elevated places. Because down in the valley of ignorance with our open enemies, there's no place for us to be. What else is happening around the world? I was done to hear Brother Ruben's beautiful description of the real meteorological phenomenon of a meteorite crashing through the stratosphere, the ionosphere, into the Earth's atmosphere at the terrific speed of 30,000 miles per hour, generating a force within the atmosphere like unto a small nuclear weapon. And you tell me who holds the power. It is not any man on this earth that holds that power except Allah. And it's Allah in person who controls what is going on in this world. We'll be watching closely for the commission to bring out the details of the assassinations of Kennedy, um, uh, John F. Kennedy, Minister Malcolm X, and, of course, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. We do expect to see huge and stark evidence of government collusion and responsibility in the deaths of all three men. So please stay tuned for that. What else is happening around the nation, Brother Terrence? Good news, good news from the streets of the major cities of America. You may have seen a young group of brothers called the Savior's Tour. 
And come on, man. Come on. The, state, the Savior's Tour is on the road. Look for it in your city. Even if you think you're in a smaller city, they will be. They won't just be going to Detroit up there with Sister Ula. They won't just be going up to New York and to Chicago and Philadelphia and D.C. No, but they're coming into smaller places. They're in population small, but they're very huge in the sight of Allah. So Baton Rouge, get ready. Get ready, Monroe, Louisiana. Get ready. Get ready, Savannah, Georgia. Get ready, Jacksonville, Florida. We're coming to you is a group of about a hundred young men. And Brother Terrence, I know they look impressive, don't they? That man, cool you tell Woo, woo, man, they they make us proud. They go Straight in the streets, and I've gone. I've been blessed to go with them into the streets, and I feel good and young and strong myself. You know, I might even know a thing or two about how to get that paper in the hands of our people, and it's very inspiring to work with a younger generation of our brothers in the streets getting the message not only of their salvation and uplift of our people, but specifically and particularly the love of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for them. He told us to go into the streets and show love. And that's exactly what the Savior's uh, Tour is doing, and so we want to welcome and salute them uh, for their efforts. Now, I'm on the road as well, and we'll talk about this more as the broadcast uh, unfolds. Next time I'll be in front of the rostrum in a mosque, in a mosque, will be in Columbus, Ohio, and just what's the subject matter? You know what it is. We are Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Yes, sir. On the flyer, it's got hashtag, we are Farrakhan. That's on Sunday, June 23rd in Columbus, Ohio at mosque number 43 in Dr. Ava's hometown of Columbus, Ohio. So look for that, and we're adding dates all around the country as Brother Terrence travels and teaches as Brother Ben and others travel and teach, Sister Kenya, and those of us who can bear witness like you bear witness, bear witness wherever you are. If you're not speaking in a mosque, then bear witness in your home, bear witness in your personal life, and let's bear witness to the truth that we have been taught from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So this is an exciting time, brother, a really exciting time to be uh, connected to the nation of Islam. So I'm glad that we're here. I know you've got a lot going yes, on. Sir. I can see that Imam Sultan is strapping on his microphones and here yes, and his and his and his headphones and he's ready to go and we're very, very grateful to receive him. So I, I'm just I'm just happy, man. I'm happy well, to know and see what's going on. Well I'm glad I'm so glad that you're happy. We just want to let everybody know that we Myself, Brother Terrence, and Brother Jamil are so happy, so happy that you, the callers, are here listening and live on this show for Ask Dr. Ava, who is right now at the Separation Town Hall in Milwaukee making it happen. But if you miss Milwaukee, you can catch her next Saturday in Raleigh, North Carolina. And if you can't catch her in Raleigh, North Carolina, then we can have you come to Richmond, Virginia on June 15th, Richmond, Virginia on June 15th. And if you can't make there, then you can go to Philadelphia on June 22nd, June 22nd, Mm -hmm. um, to see Dr. Ava on this separation tour. So we want to make sure that you are keeping up and following. And, yes, you are tuned in to Ask Dr. Ava. Call 563-999-3061, 563-999. Nine 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 three zero six five. If you'd like to make a comment, press one. 
And as our brother, Brother Jamil said, we are just now waiting to hear from our good brother, Brother Imam Sultan. He is about to come on, and when he is about that time, we're going to turn it over to our brother, Brother Jamil, who's going to introduce him and bring him on. Um, but we are here. And, you know, Brother Jamil, it was something that you that you mentioned that makes it very clear when Dr. Ava is going around um, this separation tour, you know, we are getting prepared because of all of the things that we're seeing going on, all of the troubles, all of the issues that are going on across our country, you know, it calls for us to have to ask the question about separation. And then when you brought out the whole issue about, you know, open up the files, open up the documents, so who really did what, you know, they will be exposed. So they're trying to clean up everything very fast before one, before they go into 2020 for these elections, before they go into these primaries. So, you know, the stage is being set, but I do like the Savior's Tour, and I do like all of those that have been supporting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and uh, We Are Farrakhan hashtag and shout out to Father Flager that had his birthday, I think, yesterday or the day before, uh, who stood and allowed us to use um, St. Sabana to do the press conference and Minister Farrakhan delivered a wonderful message. Uh, and yeah. we heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan two days ago at our brother from the Dales at his funeral at the uh, mm-hmm. Harold uh, Washington Center. Um, so, you know, the minister is not stopping the work. He is continuing to go on. He is continuing to move. He is continuing to work, and we can't stop working. So, Brother Jamil, do you want to go to the phones while we are waiting on our brother Emil, who is doing some work out in the fields? You can definitely do that. I want to tell you, brother, this is the time for us to chime in now. Everybody's not going to want to go. Everybody's not going to want to separate. This is an issue. This Remember, this is the 12th separation uh, forum, town hall meeting, that Dr. Ava has uh, actually uh, headed and spearheaded in the cities around the country. This discussion, this issue is gaining momentum, but is also exposing fear and trepidation among the black community. There are a few Negroes amongst us. They're not all black progressives who want to go live in a country and a nation of our own so we can live righteously under the flag of freedom, justice, and equality. Some Negroes are afraid to go anywhere without the white man. So I want you to know that tonight we're going to hear from callers. Some of them will be our usual callers, our our regulars. But other than that, we encourage you to call us. Brother Terrence, we're going to give you the number again in just a moment. But we want you to call. We want you to hear. You don't have to take any extra time to think of anything new. But I want you to understand what we got is very, very, very important. All right? So let's get ready for tonight. Hey, uh, is caller number one, Brother Daryl? Are you on the line? Come on, brother. Let us know what's happening in the elevated places. I'm like my family. Salam alaikum. Yes, sir. Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Kareem, good brother. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. I was just thinking about what you were saying, brother Jamil. I know you remember it was a while back because you was going throughout the nation. As you are now, still young. Environment and still moving like he's 16. Talk, um, man. You better talk, man. Talk. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and I remember 
when you was raising money and Allah blessed me, you said, brother, Allah going to bless you. I said, yes, sir, as long as he keep my eyes open and I'll be all right. I'll be, uh, matter of fact, 65 years younger, uh, next Thursday on Elevated Place. My birthday be oh, that Thursday. Yes, sir. And, uh, I was thanking Allah for you, brother, because when I first uh, started seeing you and we also ran into each other a couple of times, Savior's Day, and how you looked out for me with my new family. And I, I always fell in love with your spirit because I love the way you talk. You know, you're always using the old school language and, and you're touching right into my stepping ground, you know. Uh, so oh, I was just thanking Allah for you, uh, Brother Jamil. May Allah continue to bless you and Brother Terrence and everybody that's on the line and the listeners. And that um, I was just listening to Brother Ruben when he was speaking about how uh, – a meteor came through, and I remember back it was in the late seventies. We was outside; it was pitch dark, and maybe Brother Ruben could touch on. And I had another question for him as well. Uh, we was outside, and it was right around during the time of doing the '67 riot, and we was it was pitch dark, and the, something shot through the sky, and it opened it completely up, and it got completely daylight. It was pitch black. So mm-hmm. I guess that's what what it was, like it is with Brother Ruben speaking about it had to be a meteor or something, but it opened up, it shot through, it started. When we seen the sky opening up, it just opened completely up and got pitched. Daylight came, and it stayed like that for a while, then it started closing back up. So I could bear witness on what Brother uh, Ruben was speaking about. And also when he was speaking about the Chinese and what uh, um, the president which he, well, I don't really like calling it, but out of respect. But when he was mm-hmm. speaking about if they don't do this, they're going to be in trouble because they uh, reneged. And I said, now they see how I feel when you did that to the uh, treaty after treaty, breaking it with the Indians and everybody else. And so they are sending toys that came over some years ago, laced with lead. And so I wanted to ask Brother uh, Ruben, did he remember when they uh, – also had opium. The government was behind it, and the Chinese started, you know, taking, killing the uh, people there to clean up the opium. That's how they clean it up. And I heard the minister mention similar to that. That may have to be what we have to do here, because our people don't want to let go of this white man, and we have to start them doing the same example. They'd be too afraid to even touch any cocaine or anything that we may be able to clear this up so we can make our community a safe place. So uh, what I was speaking on about what happened to our sister, yes, he did make something that made sense because our sister Pamela said she didn't hear anything or see it because she's seen the footage that uh, she didn't have a taser. They might have used it to justify what they did. But I also remember what you spoke about the minister and uh, working at the uh, auto store, and he seen the sister being, you know, mishandled. And the minister came out. I remember him speaking on it, and he did follow up by going to the police precinct to make sure that sister wasn't, you know, anything that's, else down with her. But right, right quick, brother Darrell, brother Darrell, so, so, let me just ask. Let me let me inter- yes, interject sir. for one second, brother, because this is a really great line of thought. And brother Ruben, if you want to answer brother Darrell's first question, 
feel free to do so. But dear beloved brothers and sisters, yes, sir. you need to understand what the minister teaches is real. He said when we get up in the morning, we are prayed up and we are thoughtful and aware of our surroundings, but we don't know when our last day will be. But we have to determine if we see an enemy abusing our women and our children, unjustly attacking innocents from among our men, men rather, that we have to determine that we will fight. And sometimes we may lose our lives. This is not the day for cowardice. And I really thank you, Brother Darrell, for bringing that point out. Brother Ruben, did you want to address this first question before Brother Darrell finishes? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brother Darrell, yes, you mentioned about a meteor or asteroid in the 70s. I'm, I'm not sure what that was. I've never studied that. But one of the key things uh, that I, I didn't mention, because it would have taken a, a little bit of time to mention about what took place here in Australia, why it's so significant and why it's baffling a lot of the scientists, those who study these things, is because from a, uh, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that for every uh, spiritual reality, we have a physical uh, uh, equivalent. So when we look at the time that we're in, we're in uh, 2019. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has just had his 86th birth anniversary. If I take you back to 1986, we had something called Halley's Comet that showed itself up here. If you want mm-hmm. to understand how this relates to our nation of Islam, I will always pay tribute to our great mother, Tanita Muhammad, because she wrote that book, The Kama by Night. The 86th mm-hmm. surah of the uh, Holy Quran is titled The Kama by Night, and it goes on to uh, uh, read, you know, and what will make thee you know what the Kama by Night is, a star of piercing brightness. So we are now in the month of May uh, having some remnants because Halley's Comet has gone around the sun once again. And out of its tail, you get a lot of comets and meteoroids and other things come off it. The scientists have been watching these, and this particular meteorite did not come from that. Uh, there's, a, there's a meteorite shower going on right now that you can go outside and see if you're in the right part of the uh, Earth. Uh, it's called the Eta Aquarid Meteor Shower that's happening on right now. And this particular meteorite did not come from Halley's Comet. So that's what's baffling him, its speed and its energy that was released as well. So uh, going to your second question, Brother Darrell, uh, the history of opium in China is very uh, it's tied into the history of a lot of the great institutions of America. I mentioned before on another show, uh, Yale University, where all of these presidents and rulers and whatnot come from, uh, the great universities of America. Yale University was named after a man called Elahu Y. Yale, who came from the British East Indies Company. These are some of the companies that were dealing in drugs and all kinds of other things towards the Chinese and made the Chinese the largest drug addicts on earth. If you go into YouTube and watch some of the documentaries, because they're available, you know, we've got the internet now, so you can watch anything you want. But go on YouTube and watch some of the effects of what opium did to the people in China. This is the strong Ming dynasty and others. Uh, you will see that people would be so high and they would uh, be out on the streets and they would freeze to death at night and they would have uh, like 
um, uh, carts, uh, horse-driven carts or people-driven carts, and that load up the frozen dead bodies uh, every morning, thousands of people dying every day. So when mm. Mao Zedong came to power and he got rid of the, uh, the British and all of them, he did put something in there that said, uh, all of you who are drug addicts, you have six months to clean up or we kill you. And that is what helped to clean up uh, the Chinese people quickly. And they have mm -hmm. now been able to rise up just in the last few decades to be a superpower, challenging. And depending on which numbers you read, they may already be the number one superpower on Earth. Hence, America is doing what they do. So that's a long answer to your question. So I hope I haven't taken too much time. But let's go and study the history because the Chinese did not forget what America and those mm -hmm. tied to America and the British did to them. So do not be surprised when you start seeing children's toys covered in lead paint and all other kinds of things coming into America, because they will, they're the very fierce type of people. And even though they may act timid, uh, they will not forget what happened to them. And they're going to rise back up to be one of the great uh, what they see in their history to, you know, to be one great nation, Chinese empire that stretches across the entire earth. That's what they're doing right now. So may Allah bless you, family. Thank you for the time. No, thank you. Thank you, Brother Ruben, and thank you, Brother Darrell. We're going to go ahead and move along, and Brother Jamil, I want to turn it back over to you to go ahead and introduce our guest tonight, our Brother Imam. So, Brother Jamil, turn it back to you to an introduction. Yes, yes, my dear uh, dear brother. It, it, it really, <clears throat> and I know, Brother Imam, as you settle into the chair in your studio about to come onto these airwaves, we want to thank you for the exemplary leadership that gives us so much information and makes it so easy for us to introduce you to our audience because very few people need to meet you for the first time tonight. Your indefatigable work ethic your consistency, your excellence that you do has made us into a community of students who study the practice of our religion, Islam, and the meaning behind the practice, which is the truth of God himself. You have made travel a regular part of your routine, and I don't know how you do it, but you're all over the place. I last saw you three weeks ago in Baltimore, Maryland, as you came to uh, lead the Friday uh, prayers at the Islamic Center there in the park, and you worked as the the bridge, if you will, of unity between so many Muslims around the world with the Nation of Islam, but particularly with our Muslim brothers in other black communities around this country. I am just honored on behalf of Dr. Ava to receive you to these microphones you are our brother, you are our friend, and you have full sway on these microphones tonight. We may ask a couple of questions because I'm sure you're going to teach us something we didn't know. <laughs> but let's receive these microphones, our beloved brother, our friend, Imam Sultan Rahman Muhammad. Brother Imam? Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Ramadan Wa alaikum salam. Ramadan Oh, my dear brothers. Uh, it's been a blessing to hear the conversation, uh, the discussion leading up. And, uh, Brother Jamil, I'll, I'll make sure to uh, see you after the call for all of that beautiful uh, introduction you gave. 
I thank Allah, you know, for the opportunity uh, to even be considered uh, to serve in our nation uh, by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Go right ahead. Excellent. Excellent. So with this, uh, we want to just, inshallah, give a few words and thanks again for our dear sister, Dr. Ava Muhammad, uh, who has established this platform, Elevated Places. Uh, What a beautiful name to represent uh, our goal, our function as human beings is to elevate anywhere we are. Uh, We are blessed to have through this call a broad scope of discussion that allows us to understand the thinking uh, of our nation, of our community, and of the goals and aims of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and our nation of Islam. So again, we greet everyone with the greeting words of peace and paradise. Assalamu alaikum. Praise be to Allah. We are now coming up very close to the last 10 days of the holy month of Ramadan. And we would not know anything about this month of Ramadan if it were not for Allah who entered in our affairs in the person of Master Fadr Muhammad and we thank Allah and cannot thank Allah enough for him raising the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as one who would guide us into a new beginning, a new world. As we have begun this holy month of Ramadan, we always begin with our intention our intention to serve Allah. And we begin our intentions with his name and in his name, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. So we open in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, Bismillah rahman rahim And uh, contrary to what our brother uh, was saying, I'm not going to take a, quote, teaching role tonight. I would love to hear the questions. Uh, I just have a few, a couple of introductory points to, to make, and inshallah we can uh, open the lines for callers. Um, as our brother Jamil mentioned, we are in a classroom. When we become registered members of the Nation of Islam and we are engaged in our student enrollment, our study never ends. So I thank Allah to have the opportunity to be in the class of God among the students and among his believers, among the people of God. And in this process of learning, uh, we learn stage by stage. We learn stage by stage in a natural form, which is the way of Allah and has been the way of the prophetic tradition, is to present as we do any knowledge in phases that will allow the student to understand and comprehend each step as we move forward. We have been blessed now as a nation to be on a track now as we approach 
nearly 100 years. We have yet to make 100 years, but we are still in a class. So even if you live to be 100 years old, we will always be in the classroom of God. This time of year, the holy month of Ramadan, is a time in which Allah himself says he becomes our teacher. That he himself, during the holy month of Ramadan, through the prescription of the fast, which is known as Som in the Arabic language, Ramadan is the ninth month of the lunar calendar, and it is named after the time in which Ramadan or fasting uh, was actually um, prescribed to the Muslims as an obligation. It was a hot time of the year. So Ramadan literally means to burn or scorch. And when asked, Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, what this meant further, he stated that it means to scorch or burn away the sins. So in this hour, in this time, we're learning how to burn away the sins of self, the ego of self. And when we enter this month practicing som or fasting or vigilance or abstinence, this word som, meaning fast, we as members of the Nation of Islam understand very clearly that fasting is prescribed not only during the holy month of Ramadan, but it is part of the lifestyle and part of the expression of devotion of the Muslim. So in the month of Ramadan, we practice fasting every day from sunup until sundown. And Allah God says in the Quran, in Surah 2, starting with verses 183, in the original language of Arabic, he states, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu, kutiba alaykum asliyamu kama kutiba ala alladzina min qablikum la'allakum tatakum. Allah says, O oh, you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, so that you may guard against evil. In the original Arabic, la'allakum tatakun, this phrase, so you may guard against evil, is actually more precisely translated or interpreted as teach you taqwa, to teach us how to have regard, how to have consciousness, and how to be aware of the presence of God. The sun being a sign of Allah Most High. As we fast during the daylight hours, we are fasting as though we are witnessing Allah God. And if we are truly fasting the fast of the lover of God, those who Allah says he loves in the Holy Quran, those who Allah says that he loves are those who practice the rites of our faith as though we see him in our presence. So when the presence of the sun is out, 
during the daylight hours. We abstain from food, drink, and any sensual activity with our husbands or wives so that we may gain mastery over our carnal desires. Imagine such a thing in a society like this where carnal desires are looked at as something that should be fed without any restraint, in excess. In this world, society, it is a way in which we have been grown up where we have all-you-can-eat buffet, where we are consistently reminded or encouraged and influenced by the society to engage in excess. In this holy month, we are refocused, we are repositioned in our mindset and our pattern of lifestyle to focus only on the remembrance of Allah Most High. So in the practice of the five principles of our religion, prayer, fasting, giving charity, making hajj, and the struggle or jihad. In these five principles, we can see that fasting, as mentioned by the Prophet, peace be upon him, is the gateway to all of the practices of faith. Muhammad, peace be upon him, has said that everything has a gateway, everything has an entry, and the gateway to worship is prescribed fasting. Fasting is the only activity that we do or engage in that Allah and you know are actually in the process of observing the fast. It's a secret between Allah, God, and the servant. For we only know what we do when we close the doors. We only know what thoughts are on our mind. We are not only to fast from our carnal desires, but we are also to fast from spiritual wrongdoing. We are to engage in kind acts. We are to engage in giving gifts and feeding the poor. This month is separated into 10 days in three parts called Ashura. So three sets of 10. We enter through the gateway of fasting through the first 10 days of mercy. The second 10 days is that of forgiveness. And the last 10 days, which we are coming up on now, we are now in the 10 days of forgiveness. The last 10 days are freedom from the fire. So we know that there's no fire under the earth or hell as in a place, but we are taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, that hell or fire in this sense is a condition. So it takes approximately, according to studies, 21 days or so to break a bad habit. Over this 30 days, of fasting, we should be able to purify our tongues, 
from obscene talk. We should be able to purify our eyes from looking at obscenity. We should be able to purify even our limbs, our feet, everything that we do by engaging in activities that are an extension of our worship through good deeds and service to the community. We end the month with what is known as Eid al-Fitr. Eid al-Fitr means the festival of renewal or return to the original self. When we come from our mother's wombs, we come into this world as innocent beings. And over time, we are conditioned, shaped in iniquity. We are conditioned into evil and wrongdoing, particularly in this society, to where it becomes fair-seeming. So we'll watch Game of Thrones, one episode after the episode after the next, feeding our minds and hearts with something. I hope I'm not stepping on any toes because I know Game of Thrones is very dear to many hearts (laughs) (laughs) as an episode and base of entertainment in our society. But during this month, I'm, I'm glad it ended during this month, we should have turned that off. We should turn off that silky, smooth, sensual music that we like to listen to sometimes. Anything that raises the passions, we are to rise above our emotions, our passions, into the thinking of God and feed on our Holy Quran during this holy month. Feed on the word of God. For in this month, it is the month in which the Holy Quran was revealed. So closing out the month with Eid al-Fitr, we then give back to the community a a representation of what would be considered a meal or feeding the poor for our entire families. So, brothers, if we are the head of our households and we have five children, we are to feed the equivalent of our entire family among the poorest of society. This is not those who are struggling from check to check. This is those that are in the depths of poverty. We are to seek out the poorest in our communities. You can give at your local mosque. You can give at your local masjid or find someone in the community that is in dire need of support and help. This month, as do all of the principles of faith, and our brother Jamil, you said it so eloquently, that our principles, our actions of faith behind the rituals is a meaning. Behind the ritual and the fasting of the holy month of Ramadan is the meaning of freedom, justice, and equality. Again, we end the month with freedom from the fire, freedom from the sins of our own selves, freedom from our own wrongdoing, freedom from the guilt that we carry. For if we have asked for Allah's mercy and we have sought his forgiveness sincerely, 
we will be granted what we have asked. And we thank Allah for visiting yet another holy month of Ramadan, and we pray Allah to bless us with another holy month of Ramadan, for we do not know if we will make it ourselves to the next year of fasting, so we should put everything we can into striving to complete our fast strong, complete our fast, although we may have made, uh, uh, missed a day or made some mistake or found ourselves breaking the fast by having uh, arguments with our fellow brother or sister, Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, says that there are some that only get hunger and thirst out of fasting. And he states this because when you are only getting hunger and thirst out of fasting, he was discussing that we should stop any wrangling, any disputes. We should settle our differences during this holy month. And we thank Allah that during this holy month, we have a uh, principle of communion with one another as a believing body through, of course, our daily prayers. But in the evenings after our night prayer, we come together in what is known as the recreation prayer or the tarawih prayer. And it's called the recreation or tarawih prayer because we literally come together as a family and engage in reading of the Holy Quran and prayer as a recreation. And we make many cycles of prayer throughout the night. Depending, we can make a minimum of eight cycles. Some go for the 20 cycles of prayer. But in between each cycle of four, there's a rest period where the believers come together and rest for a moment before the next cycle of tarawih prayer and just reflect and feed and commune with one another. And it's culminated, the tarawih prayer is culminated in the night of power. Inshallah, we will see the night of power in the last 10 days of the holy month. We are instructed that it's not on any specific day that is marked, we look for it in the odd nights of the final 10 days of the holy month of Ramadan, but the night itself has not been designated as a specific night. So we are to pray and make our prayers of Tarawih in those last 10 days every night as though each night were the night of power. Laylatul Qadr. So we thank Allah for this new trip around the sun that has allowed us to see this new holy month of Ramadan for a new opportunity to return to innocence, to return to our original selves, to return to righteousness, to clean ourselves up, clean our communities up, and to establish love, brotherhood, and sisterhood in our communities. And most importantly, to stand up for justice 
for the poor in society. This is directly related to our lessons. It is the 10% that are keeping us and our communities deaf, dumb, and blind. This is the time in which we confront that 10% with not only the power of prayer, the power of fasting, the power of our coming together as a community, but we are to stand for justice. We are to stand for freedom at every turn and every opportunity that Allah Most High gives us during this holy month. And the goal is not just to be righteous in Ramadan. This is the month where we store up on our blessings. We store up and we reset ourselves. We recharge ourselves to face another year in which we can bring along those blessings as a sense of nourishment, a reward of change after breaking those bad habits, breaking from our quarreling with one another, breaking the habits of overeating, purifying our body. After this 30 days, brothers and sisters, inshallah, we will come out new human beings, ready for war upon ourselves. The prophet, peace be upon him, has said, wage war on yourselves through fasting. So as we wage war on ourselves through fasting, we are also waging war on the evil of society that we see. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad has given us guidance that in this holy month, we must practice our fasting in a manner that will rid the earth of evil, of wrongdoing. This is the month, brothers and sisters, where we as believers have an opportunity to prove to ourselves that what we say we believe, we truly are practitioners of it. There is no other actionable aspect of our faith that tries us in the way fasting tries us. When we pray, one can see you praying. And we can just be putting on an act. When we give charity, one can see you giving charity. And we could be just putting on an act. When we make hajj, we could just be seen. When we are fighting or struggling, we could be seen doing such. But when we are fasting, once again, it is a secret between the believer and Allah Most High. Only Allah knows that we are staying true to our fast and we thank Allah again for bringing us this far through the holy month of Ramadan so that we can renew ourselves, renew our relationships and inshallah establish a new world and new society. This is the time brothers and sisters, this is the exercise of separation for as we mentioned, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad connected fasting with ridding this world of evil. He states in How to Eat to Live, he states that if you take the fast of Ramadan with them 
the Muslim world, meaning the Muslim world, you are doing the right thing until this evil world has vanished. So our goal, brothers and sisters, is to purify self and purify our communities and establish a kingdom of universal peace under Allah God. So I thank you for listening for uh, these few moments uh, to establish a base from which, inshallah, we can answer questions and engage in dialogue about this blessed month in which we are now uh, engaged in our daily fast. Thank you mm-hmm. for listening. I greet you again. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Stay right there, dear brothers and sisters. We're going to jump right to the phones. The phones are lit up from all over the country and around the world. We're going to start right now going to our international correspondent down under in Australia, where right now it's 11.08 in the morning on Friday. So this man is slightly ahead of his time anyway. But we want to bring back to the microphones Brother Ruben Muhammad. He'll pose a few questions. We'll go right back to the phone, but stay where you are. We've got Imam Sultan Rahman Muhammad right here with us, and we don't want you to go anywhere and miss anything. Brother Ruben? Uh, yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Sultan. Good to hear your voice on the show today, and good to um, hear from Brother you again. Ruben. It's good to hear hear your voice, Brother Ruben. Wa alaikum salam. Well, all praise is due to Allah. I have just one very quick question. Um, uh, in, in, in the time that we're living in right now, this particular time, I wanted to go to Surah, I believe it's Surah 3, verse 54, uh, dealing with uh, what's going on right now, perhaps with Facebook and what the Jews are doing. And in this particular verse, it, I believe it says, and the Jews planned, and Allah also planned, and Allah is the best of planners. That's the English version of it. Uh, but I've heard some discussion before about that particular word, Allah is the best of planners. Uh, can you give us perhaps a deeper meaning from the Arabic uh, so we can understand a little bit better what's going on and in, in light of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Facebook ban, and the attack uh, against him by the Jewish people throughout the world? Oh, Beautiful. Yes, sir. In Surah 3, Surah uh, Imran, Al-Imran, or the family of Imran, this uh, chapter uh, deals with the uh, birth of Jesus, the family of Jesus, the, the Messiah, and it deals with the reality of the Messiah himself. If we look in the same uh, chapter, a few verses ahead of the one you cited, Allah states, of the Messiah, he states the following. He states that when the angel said, O Mary, surely Allah gives you good news with a word from him of one whose name is the Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary worthy of regard in this world and the hereafter. And those who are drawn near to Allah. A little further down in discussing this, Allah then describes the function of the Messiah. He states, he will speak to the people when in the cradle. 
and when of old age, and he will be one of the good ones. Allah continues saying, Mary stated or gave a prayer saying, my Lord, how can I have a son? And man has not yet touched me. He said, even so Allah creates what he pleases when he decrees, when he decrees a matter, he only says it, says to it be, and it is. And he will teach him the book, speaking of the Messiah, and the wisdom, and the Torah, and the gospel. And here, brothers and sisters, this verse 49 of the same chapter. And Allah, he will make him a messenger to the children of Israel, saying, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord that I determined for you out of dust the form of a bird. Then I breathe into it, and it becomes a bird with Allah's permission. And I heal the blind and the leprous and bring the dead to life with Allah's permission. And I inform you of what you should eat and what you should store up in your houses. Surely there, surely there is a sign in this for you if you are believers. We mention this, Brother Reuben, because in this passage, passage we see a clear distinction, a clear representation of the Messiah and the Messianic work, that through the Messiah, through that chosen one that Allah has given his permission to, if we study this verse, this is very much equated to the fashioning of Adam from black mud that Allah then breathed into Adam of his ruh, of his spirit, and then Adam became a living being. Here we see the Messiah doing the same work of Allah God by his permission and will, breathing into dust that was formed into a bird, breathing into it life by Allah's permission. Brothers and sisters, if we have seen the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, if we see the work of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we see clearly that this is the work coming from these men. The true teaching of the Torah, the true teaching of the Bible or Injil, the true teaching of Quran and the wisdom of all of these books. Wisdom enough to raise the dead to life, to breathe into a bird life so that it may soar above the low level of thinking, low activities that we engage in, that we may soar above and rise above our animal selves into those that would be servants and true representatives of Allah God. 
So in this verse that is mentioned, the Jews plan, and Allah plan, and Allah khairum makirin. Allah is the best of makirin, or planners. As our brother uh, mentioned, this word makirin, or coming from the root word makara, it means planner, but it also means one who deceives, one who is deceptive in a manner such as war. We are allowed, brothers and sisters, in times of war to be engaged in misdirection, misinformation, so that we can strive to be the winners. And here Allah is saying that no matter how much the evil ones plan, their plan is only to further Allah's plan. For he deceives the wrongdoer, making them believe that they themselves are the winners. Yet they are only, only brothers and sisters serving the will of God. Even the devil, the Satan himself, has no choice but to serve the will of Allah. So, Brother Reuben, when we look at these words, makarin or makar, many of the scholars of the old world of Islam have debated these, these points. But we know, brothers and sisters, that the origin of Satan himself is among the creations of God for a purpose. And we must understand what that purpose is. We are now witnessing the onslaught of the synagogue of Satan, the satanic Jews against our brother, our minister, our teacher, our guide, who has demonstrated his messianic work among us for more than 40 years. He is now being attacked by our open enemies in a way that is designed to crucify him and to undermine the work that he has done among our people so that we may be separated from the life-giving message that he will that he breathes into us giving our us life us life Restoring our dignity Restoring our humanity So as much As we Want to complain About the evil works Of Satan We as believers know That in times of Good We say Alhamdulillah Praise be to Allah And we say in times Of what might not seem so good Which might seem as a very hard trial that we say also alhamdulillah praise be to Allah for each obstacle that we approach in our lives is part of Allah God's plan the honorable 
Minister Louis Farrakhan has given us really everything we need to make it through this hour. He has spoken over the years, I want to say billions of words, that he has given us enough food in the word that we can be not only defenders of truth, but establishers of truth in our communities. In our study guides, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan discusses this word, the Arabic word, and he states or writes in the glossary, the Arabic word for the verb plan is makara. This is the root word, as we mentioned earlier, meaning to devise, scheme, and plot. Devising a device, sly whisper, or talk, a planner, or a plotter. The action of conspiring a combination of persons for an evil or unlawful purpose. This, brothers and sisters, is what we see in the satanic Jew. In what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has told us, that he has come to separate the good Jew from the satanic Jew. We, brothers and sisters, in this hour would be availing ourselves of right knowledge if we pick up our study guide, pick up the explanation the guidance given by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and read them along with our readings of the Holy Quran during this holy month. So we, as we mentioned earlier, said that in times of war, we are maneuvering, we're planning. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in the study guides, he says the following. It's not you maneuvering for war. It's God's maneuvering. You plan, but he plans, and he is the best of planners. And he intends for you to be, quote, lovers of war, to destroy each other. No. This, brothers and sisters, is a reminder for us that we must, in this hour, take heed to the open plot, open plot of our open enemy and maneuver ourselves. And during this holy month, we should be very attuned to anything that doesn't pass the test of righteousness. We are blessed to be in this holy month confronted with such a, uh, such a trial. And it was Beautiful uh, to hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, and his response of how he was taking this ban on Facebook. He said he is just laughing. For we know that every knock is a boost. Uh, our, Our representation, brothers and sisters, in this time has to be right and exact for the discernment 
the discerner, the Furqan in Farahan, is now separating, separating evil from good, separating the unrighteous from the righteous, and the ignorant from the wise. So we should be careful in this time when we open our mouths as black people and attempt to judge the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We only desire, brothers and sisters, to see truth raised in this hour. We only desire, brothers and sisters, to establish that truth, defend that truth. But we cannot allow, cannot allow the breaking of ranks. And we cannot allow ourselves to become tools of our open enemies. So we thank Allah for this question, beloved. And it's very difficult to watch when some of our family falls away or just does not understand the debate, the controversy of what is happening is not only causing discussion among quote influencers in our community like uh, like Angela Rye or our sister if we look at our two yeah if we look at our sister Angela Rye and see what occurred in that discussion with Charlemagne the God, we will see that it is very easy to fall into evil as it is being made fair-seeming, to even juxtapose Joe Biden and the Honorable, Elijah, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and defend Joe Biden <laughs> over the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Come on. Is pure. Oh, I want to be careful with my words. It is pure ignorance in this hour. You're very we kind. Want, very yes. Kind. Go right ahead. Yes. You know, we, we want to maintain a redemptive spirit. Yes, But right. we have to call out ignorance where we see it. We have right. to call out the reality that many of us will take the coins as Judas. We will take the coins and be part of those who are crucifying the Messiah in our midst. We, brothers and sisters, have to be very careful. We do not want to be on the wrong side of history. And if we look right. at the response that uh, Sister Angela Rye has gotten from her remarks, we see that America, in mass, mainstream, is standing with Minister Farrakhan. That's right. She right now is an outlier in her judgment and critique of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. No one wants to see the conspiring to silence or censor the word 
of a man who has done nothing but good and nothing but to show us that with his actions and deeds that he is serving our community and people and transforming our community and people. So we, brothers and sisters, in this hour want to be sure that when we are discussing the work of a man that is guided by God, that we are fully informed. And I pray our sister has an opportunity not to come to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and, quote, give him advice or to let him know a thing or two, but to seek his guidance. This is the deference. This is the disposition that we should have with those that are representing God in our communities, representing God in our society. So I I thank you, Brother Ruben, for that question, because it's very pointed, and it is very much part of what we have to engage in as Muslims to reflect our true heart. Muhammad, peace be upon him, said that one who speaks truth to a tyrant is in jihad or is struggling in the way of Allah. And in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, at every turn, he has defended the poor, the weak. He has defended our people. He has defended those that have been uh, used by this 10%. So we want to be sure, brothers and sisters, that we know that we are standing on the side of truth with the man that has been guided by Allah and has the track record to show that he himself has breathed life into a dead people. And the sign of this, the mark of this, is in the Million Man March, calling for one million and nearly two million show. Who else is doing the work, the messianic work, speaking to the multitudes, breathing life into dust of people who are of nothing. But now we are being raised, being raised as a nation. So let us be helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Let us, yes, if sir. we don't understand something fully, study it, look into it. And surely do not take on the talking points of our open enemy. That's right. That's right. That's right. Now, Brother Imam, I want to thank you. This is this is the worst part of this job is trying to condense all of this wisdom into the short time remaining on the end. <laughs> oh, catch your so brother. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to ask everybody. I'm going to ask everybody to cooperate. Now, callers, you've got a part in this. Panel, you've got a part in this. Producer back there behind the wheels. Sister Rona, you've got a part in this. And, of course, for the mind, you have an honored part in this. We have 30 minutes left on the air. We've got a switchboard full of callers. Callers, I'm going to ask you to keep your call to a very short 20-second question. Ask the man the question, and he'll be as brief as he can be in the response, and we'll get as many of you on as we can. This is where I feel like we have to take a gourmet meal and put it in a plastic to-go bag. 
you know, but it's hard. All praise is due to Allah. Yeah, anytime, please. This is a conversation, so I pray Allah. Yes, sir. Yes, thank you. Brother Ruben, you ready? Yes, sir. I'm good. Okay, Brother Terrence, you ready? Yeah, let's get this. That that let's go all the way up to Detroit right now. We got somebody from Detroit let's, waiting on you, but let's do it. Come on, Detroit, Sister Ula. It might be my sister Ula. Come on, Detroit. Oh, no, you got I'm twenty like seconds. No, no, no. Welcome. Lake Salon. You know, you got sir, I'm in here in the sister. kitchen making zucchini bread, and I, I I had the phone in the dining room. I'm in the kitchen because I yeah. said it's gonna be another twenty minutes before they get to me. You know. Uh-huh. Oh, so we don't get to. Lakes of Love. I know that's right. Yes, zucchini bread and farina muffins and homemade biscuits. I know we don't supposed to eat them, but they are so good. Brother Sultan, how's the love of Lakeham? Lakeham Salon. You didn't so, mention yeah, biscuits, I, now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I read how to eat the live, but when you suck there with some syrup and, and some homemade <laughs> organic <laughs> milk, you know, and some Get eggs and cheese and brown oh, rice. Oh, my goodness. Brother, I can't help it. That's my weakness. No, I'm looking at the sun set right now, sister, and uh, I think it's going to go find me a biscuit and some syrup. <laughs> get ready I know that's to get right. Stop in. You know, well, you're doing the right thing because I'll be right with you. <laughs> Family, we yes, want to thank sir. you for reaching out. So, I, do you have a question for the imam? I wanted to thank you, yeah, because there's a sister that you talked to on the line a few weeks ago. From her mother and I were good friends. She was from Youngstown. Her grandmother was from Youngstown. She's still living, and she. Um, moved to Cleveland, Ohio, where Minister Hamza was. I know you, you've heard of him. You may have even seen him. Yes. And uh, she's a teenager. And when, my question comes with this, because I'm up dealing with a lot of people who had not heard Minister Farrakhan speak. I think it was in 2013. He spoke against taking MRIs and CAT scans. He said you can get the same diagnosis with ultrasound or an x-ray as you can with those two because he said that is high dose radiation. Do you remember him saying that, sir? No, I do not, but that is a fact, you know. So Mm -hmm. in your your question, that is a fact that we we really have to uh, look into every aspect of the medical field this uh the reality is that this society uh is making money off of our sicknesses and illnesses the quran says that there's a cure for every disease so mm-hmm. we must know uh that really that this is also part of this um plan as our brother mm-hmm. brought out this this plan of the satanic mind to Call the population of the planet. So we find uh, nothing really in the medical field and the healthcare uh, that we have access to that is really truly something that is um, holistically going to work to restore our body. Did you know that? Fasting actually 
has been proven to regenerate the cell. We know that the prescription in fasting in itself may be a cure to the very diseases that we are suffering from. This has been recently uh, found in science that the cell regenerates during the time of fasting. So in the prescription that Allah God is giving us in every activity, we can't see mere ritual. And we cannot divorce ourselves of the spirit of it, nor the activity of it. For in the activity is a healing, but behind the activity is also the meaning and the purpose. So la'alakum tatakum. So thank you for that question uh, That Allah is now teaching us How to regenerate ourselves To become new again Not only spiritually But if we engage in the fast We will also renew ourselves Down to the very cellular level Beautiful, beautiful answer Thank you, Brother Imam All right, team, let's go to our next caller We've got Brother um, Ivan on the line Brother Ivan um, come forward, your brother. You have about 19 seconds to ask your question. The man will be as brief as he can be so we can get to Sister Khalifa, our brother Khalifa, right on the next line. Go right ahead, Brother Ivan. Okay, Brother Ivan is not there. Let's go right now to Brother Khalifa. Brother Khalifa is on the line with us. Brother Khalifa, where are you calling from, brother? And ask your brief question to Imam Sultan Rahman Muhammad. All right. All right, everybody, sh- everybody gunshot now. All right, all right, uh, but it's no, iftar time, isn't it? it exactly, it's iftar time. We 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 are uh, getting that biscuit and syrup, brother. That's right. <laughs> Got mine already. <laughs> now, now we do have we do have brother Ivan back on the line. Brother Ivan is one of our regular callers in a stalwart of this program. Brother Ivan understands the lightning round question concept, and he'll be brief. For Imam Sultan. But I think go right ahead. Hmm. Man, is he mute? I don't know why this guy, I had an iPhone, I had a Samsung, I traded it in. This brand name says Kenner or Mattel. Uh-huh. So, 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 brother, <laughs> brother Imam, while we're waiting to get that switchboard, I'm going to let brother uh, yeah. Jamil do it again. Just want to let everybody know that you are. Tune in to Ask Dr. Ava. Our sister, Dr. Ava, was in Milwaukee tonight with the separation tour. She will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, next Saturday, June 1st, and on in Richmond, Virginia, on the 15th of June, and also Philadelphia, June 22nd. So we want to make sure that you are following Dr. Ava on a separation tour. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, everybody. This is the yes. time. We have to do what must be done. Brother Imam, thank you so much. We don't want to just thank you at the end of the program. We want to thank you throughout because you're taking your time to spread precious wisdom. That's right. Precious knowledge and precious understanding, contextual understanding that we need in order to practice this teaching. Now, let me bring you to the next caller, Brother Ivan. We're going to go back one more time. Brother Ivan. Or Brother Hoyle. Brother Hoyle is on the line with us all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. Brother Hoyle, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, go, go right ahead, Ramadan. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Kareem. 
and I want to thank you, all of you brothers, and Brother Sultan, um, beautiful job. I'm just sitting there just soaking up. I just wanted to read something from the latest final call from Brother Jabril Muhammad. Powerful what he said. He said, Master Farah Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad are backing the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to this. That's right. Brother and sisterhood out of the black man and other original people in America sooner than most everyone can imagine right now. Um, one more quick question, uh, Sultan. Um, how fast uh, do you think? I know the world loves Honorable Minister Farrakhan, but. Um, I know we're going to have to go all over the world, you know, teaching our team, uh, you know, Muhammad. Um, will this be coming faster than you think? Um, what's, what's your take on that from, from the Muslim world? From, from... And you're, you're speaking to the knowledge and wisdom that you just quoted uh, here uh, from our uh, brother uh, in, terms, in terms of uh, how fast will it be? So I, uh-huh. I see you read the. What, how fast will what be the coming okay. to the knowledge of? Did, did I answer my own question when I read it from Brother Jameer? I, I think I did. Or could you <laughs> clarify the question just a little bit for me? I, I was uh, in your in your um, opinion. Uh, do you think this is uh, right from what he said? He said, "Master Prophet Muhammad, Honorable Black Muhammad, are backing on him. Mr. Lewis Farrakhan to build a brotherhood, sisterhood." Of yes. black man and one other original American sooner than, than um, I, in my oh. mind, I think so. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that, yes, I'm, I'm clear now. Um, no, I, I, I think what you said is correct. Uh, it's actually the statement mm-hmm. in itself um, says America sooner than most everyone can can imagine. Is that, you know, uh, there's a, a threshold. It's kind of like the groceries when you have your grocery bag, you know, and and you know the the bottom breaks out, you know, right. it starts it starts slow, <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden everything just drops on out of there. <laughs> oh yeah. So what we're witnessing, beloved, is uh, something that has been occurring over a protracted period of time. So in our uh, sight, in our short. Mm-hmm moment uh here on this planet we are witnessing a fraction of that change uh so when in the stage that we are in now we have the three and i'm going to go to this point you uh, it's a beautiful point master far muhammad the honorable elijah muhammad and the honorable minister louis farrakhan with these yeah. three we have completed we have completed now the first, uh, uh, I want to say, f- uh, major marker of that reality is that in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we have that Paul. We have that one that will make and is making the great commission of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad known all over the planet. And when we have our open enemies helping plan, thinking they're doing their own deeds to try to kill the messenger of God, but are actually helping to further the plan of Allah, we will look up and see the work 
that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has been putting in. He is a world traveler. He has. Mm-hmm. I was blessed to be with him in his recent uh, trips uh, and visit to Iran. Uh, he mm-hmm. has traveled across the earth uh, in the World Friendship Tour, and he yes, is delivering the reality of God to the rulers of society, to those scientists that are framing uh, their nations. So overnight, brother, I see that there will be a dark hour and there will be sacrifice, but it's like the sun rising. It's like the sun even setting. But when the sun is rising, it seems to be confusing it seems to be even slow but once that sun hits the horizon the piercing brightness of the sun then blots out the darkness thank you very quickly so i thank you for that uh question and yes it will be sooner than we imagine ramadan mubarak and may i bless all of you all Thank you, Brother Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, this is a great opportunity. We would be remiss if we did not reach beyond the glass wall, Brother Terrence, into the control room and allow, if she wants to, for Sister Rona <laughs> to pose a question. Sister Rona is our faithful and excellent producer, has been with Elevated Places for as long as the show has been on the air. And she's one of the best at what she does anywhere in the business. We don't want to leave her out of this discussion and make this seem to be a discussion at the boys' club. But, Sister Rona, if there's something that you want to ask, please feel free. Brother Imam is here with us for a few more moments, and we don't want to leave out any perspective and add anything to this discussion if you need to. In the meanwhile, while Sister and, and, is deciding to do that. Yeah, and after, after she does ask her question, I definitely have two that I want to ask, Brother Imam. Uh, yes. All right. Well, then we will defer to our sister, and then we'll come right back to you, Brother Terrence, and begin wrapping up. But don't go yet, Brother Imam. Don't go. I know that biscuit and butter is over there, but hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yes, sir. <laughs> sister Rona, go right ahead. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Ramadan Mubarak. So, so we have 14 minutes left in the show, and what we're going to do is go to Brother Terrence and permit his two questions to come in, and then we'll circle back to Sister Rona um, so that she can have time to prepare her questions, or one question that I do have. Uh, so thank you, you so much, you all hit, you all hit the tone, right? You're so, you're so mm-hmm. gracious yeah. in allowing my, my voice to be heard, so I really appreciate <laughs> that you allowing the estrogen to, to come into the room. So, Brother Terrence, we're, we're going to go to you, and then we'll circle back to me. Thank you so much. Wow, the heavens opened up, then the darkness came back. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, brother Imam, I, I want to ask two, two. I mean, one, a, a simple question and a deeper question. The first simple question, just kind of give people what they really should be eating to break for iftar. Um, sometimes people don't know what to eat, and sometimes they eat things that are not good to break uh, your fast, and even uh, what they should do if they're not at their place where they can eat a full meal, what should they do when it's time to break fast? That's the that's the smaller question. 
uh, and the bigger question was just to kind of give a testimony of you going into the uh, larger Islamic world and maintaining the position of the nation, but also making friends for the nation with your Islamic scholarship. Praise be to Allah. Now, you know, um, the beauty about our teaching is it is universal. If it has remained in our neighborhoods, in our mosque, and in our community, it is only because we have not gone out in the manner in which is represented by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This teaching is universal. Wherever we take it, particularly if we avail ourselves of the knowledge of the Holy Quran, the knowledge of the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan stated that we cannot see the Honorable Elijah Muhammad clearly if we don't study the life of Muhammad, peace be upon him. So when we study his life, I was grown up in Islam and grown up in what would be considered the Sunni perspective. And in that experience, it gave me opportunity to have a regimen of study. Um, my father himself being an, uh, a imam and teacher as well, uh, living uh, in an Islamic nation and studying Quran and the, the Islamic sciences in a comprehensive way, uh, I'm definitely a, continue to be a student of Islam and our teaching itself sheds the light and gives the breath of life to what we see in the Holy Quran, what we see in the Hadith of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and brings meaning to our devotion and puts us on the track and mission of the objective of Allah God. We are not just going through these exercises to uh, distinct, make distinctions among ourselves. When traveling with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, when moving about with the broad world of Islam, we have to know that every aspect of our teaching can be defended, can be backed, and can be proven in the Holy Quran and in the Hadith of Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the life of his represent, representation of Islam. We have to no longer be uh, self-conscious about our representation of faith. We cannot allow ourselves to hold the old world of Islam as a standard for a new reality that is coming in. So I, we, by the grace of Allah, have a very specific duty uh, to keep the practical, yet understand the depth of the meaning of that practical uh, reality. So when we have as you asked in the question of what we eat at the iftar or the breaking of fast, well, 
our sister gave us a good one and the butter and biscuits and the syrup. <laughs> but we, <laughs> you know, I'm, that's still on my mind. But what we should do is uh, is soften our stomachs first. You know, we we uh, it's really up to the person. But in the experience of fasting, our stomachs shrink. Our stomachs even tighten. So to have a glass of a cup of tea, coffee, water, hydrate heavily, hydrate heavily. I can't mention it enough. Drink water. Most times uh, when we are not even engaged in fasting and feel hunger pains, we are actually just thirsty. So if we hydrate thoroughly in the mornings and then hydrate uh, thoroughly in the evenings, we will find that we are not eating as much food. Uh, We'll find that when we drink uh, at least two liters of water a day, try to get that two two liters in. Try to get at least the, the uh, eight cups in at the beginning of the day, suhoor, uh, for uh, the making of the intention when we when we begin our fast in the morning before the dawn prayer. But start with water and light fruit. This immediately gives natural sugars to the body. Uh, This is why you see uh, the eating of dates as part of uh, the, uh, it is more of a tradition uh, that when you eat the dates, but if we look at the property of the dates, they're high in fiber. So we should eat something high in fiber. They're high in uh, natural sugar. Uh, So a banana, grapes. Anything that is uh, quickly going to give our system uh, that energy needed after fasting throughout the day. But start with water, start with something warm, and then go for a light bowl of soup. And we'll see if we start easy like this and ease into breaking of the fast, that we will be eating much less. But if we go by the hunger pangs that have built up over a 14- or 16-hour day and put a big plate in front of us of hard uh, steak and lamb and rice and, you know, and all of the fixings and try to go in on that plate, we'll find ourselves hurt. And and we'll find ourselves laid out pretty quick uh, from uh, not – overeating, but from really doing uh, an injustice to ourselves, because the reality is is we don't need as much food as we um, actually take in. And we're taught this in uh, How to Eat to Live, is that if we're practicing how to eat to live, our fasting should uh, become something that is easy for us in terms of abstaining from food. The main difficulty... Uh, is the hydration and not drinking uh, or taking in anything during the daylight hours. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful answers. Um, Brother Terrence, I pray that that sheds some light on your questions. I know I've been taking copious notes, and I think, ma'am, Sultan, we thank you so very much. I don't think I'm going out too far on a limb to say that Dr. Ava would definitely be reaching back out for you 
where there's more and greater wisdom to be found every time you open one of those answers. So thank you very much. We're going to Praise go be now. To Allah. Thank you, sir. We're going to go right to the control center. And as promised, the penultimate, final, and the uppermost question will be asked by our sister, the producer of Elevated Places, Sister Rona Muhammad. Then we'll throw it around the horn one time, first, second, shortstop, third, and bring in the message to wrap up this evening's edition of Elevated Places of the Ask Dr. Ava edition. Uh, Sister Rona Muhammad, go right ahead. Yes, sir. Thank you again, um, Brother Jamil, and thank you, Brother uh, Imam Sultan, for staying with us the entire show. This has definitely been, um, as always, you're so consistent, and, and every time you come on, I know that we get great feedback from it being such an uh, insightful show. Um, and so because we only have three minutes and approximately 50 seconds left, um, I actually had two um, surahs that I wanted to read to ask clarity, but I'm only going to read one. And so I was wanting to, if we could get a little bit of clarity on what this particular surah means. And it's in our... Um, not Surah, but verse. So it's in Surah 17, and it's verse um, 19. Um, is it 19? No, it's 21. And Allah is uh, discussing those who are making the decision to either choose this life or choose the hereafter. And uh, verse 21, Ayah 21 reads, See how we have made some of them to excel others. And certainly the hereafter is greater in degrees and greater in excellence. And so I was wondering if you could just give a little bit kind of a clarity in terms of the the degrees aspect of what um, is being referenced to in terms of the hereafter. Uh, Such a beautiful question and a full one. I'll answer as quickly as I can. If we also see uh, in Surah 55, Ar-Rahman, Allah Most High, speaks of the gardens, right? And he speaks of uh, one garden is green. And then the believer will be given another garden that's even a, a deeper and more lush green. The degrees of the hereafter. Uh, I was blessed to be in a, a, a minister's uh, meeting, or uh, and I believe you were there, Brother Jamil. You chime in. One of the questions oh, that was yeah. asked, uh, by uh, one of the student ministers in a ministry class uh, led by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is around point 12. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was asked when we were being instructed on how to deliver the khutbah, uh, the Friday sermon, that in the yes, Friday sir. sermon um, we are to maintain a universal representation of our faith and we are not to seek to make any uh, uh, theological differences so when we uh, are engaged in our Juma prayer services we are with the broader community the brother uh, student minister asked as it relates to point 12 that his question was will the orthodox Muslim community see the hereafter if they do not believe in point 12. 
His response, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, was, yes, they will see the hereafter, but they will not be as far into it if they do not have that understanding. I bear point twelve. You remember that, Brother Jamil? Okay. Yes, sir. So in in degrees. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brother. No, go ahead. I was remembering remembering that in in other occasions, it may not have been in that same meeting, but the minister said that Allah is a just and fair God, and his decision as to the ultimate destiny of a believer is based on what that believer knows, understands, and has been exposed to. How well did that believer live according to what he or she was taught and laid claim to? So in Surah Surah 5, we see where you will find those nearest to the Muslims to be those who say we are Christians. Because they're humble and their hearts respect the word, you see, and they strike tears when they hear the teaching. So that is is something that each case has. Yes, thank you, brother. Yes, and I, no, and I just want to let, let me just say I love you all Y'all are great scholars But our online community is now Disconnected because we have reached The time oh. <laughs> And I thank you so we definitely Going to bring y'all back and we thank Dr. Ava for the Platform thank for you. Ask Dr. Ava We want to yeah. thank Sister Rona We want to thank Brother Ruben Brother Jamil uh, Thank you uh, Brother Sutan for coming on I'm sorry that we had to cut off But we are at the last no. bit But I think that you gave us Excellent answers to all of the questions That's asked um, And so for our online I guess they're just off But we're going to get ready to end the show But want to thank you once again And hopefully you can come back soon And continue this discussion I hate that we had to cut it off No no problem Thank you for the invitation And may Allah bless us For the successful Holy month of Ramadan Ramadan Mubarak Ramadan Ramadan Kareem To all the callers and listeners And we'll hear from you Next week Same time Assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum salam Wa alaikum salam